plates ready? This is Food School, Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. Want to feel amazing? Love the way you look in the mirror and perform your absolute best in the gym, at work, and in bed. Well, in life, you're definitely in the right place. Food, it's you. It builds every single cell of you. And if there is one thing every human being must master, it's food. Because at the very least, eating, you do it every day, several times a day, every single day. You might as well get good at it. I'm your host, Angela Sharina from Create Yourself Dead Today, your personal nutritionist and plate watcher, your diet guide and explorer, your fat loss coach and food inspector, and just someone with a lot, a lot of passion and obsession and curiosity for healthy food, healthy diets, nutrition, optimized human performance, everything and absolutely anything you put in your grocery shopping cart, your fridge, on your plate, and in your mouth. It's my business. Food School, on a mission to help you eat better daily. It's the last time I talk about food. It's the last time I talk about food. Hey guys, and welcome to another new episode on Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. Did you miss me over the weekend? Today is Monday, new beginning, new week, new goals, new aspirations, new dreams, or just more energy to work on the ones that you already have. Because probably you already know that Anything that is big, that is bold, that is worth dedicating your life mission or uh, dedicating your a huge part of your life, everything that you know is worth it takes time. So it's not like every Monday you should have a new big goal. No, it might be probably you might be working on the same goal for quite a few weeks, especially if it's something big, especially if it's something really meaningful that does require a lot of time. But what is important, guys, every week there should be something that you shoot for. Like there should be something that shows you either that you made progress towards your goal or you made different kind of progress. You tried something, you failed, you learned something, and now you know what not to do. So you can find, uh, you can start working on another way to move towards your goal. Like, for example, myself, I was planning to move to Singapore and start a few things there, but my visa was not approved. So I'm not going to Singapore, but because Singapore is not my like life mission, it was one of the ways I was uh, planning to achieve certain goals, just because it is only one of the ways and not the crucially important one. So I'm not going to go there. No means no. I'm going to try a different approach. And uh, I'm actually, I, I've applied to in Zurich in Switzerland to a program the future of food and really waiting for the results there uh, for the summer. And hopefully that's where we're going to start really working on our bigger goals. But before that, quite a few projects, food-related, health-related, fitness-related, and I am going to be moving, but right now looking into other countries, other cities that are amazing for entrepreneurs and that do not have any prejudices 
against women under 35 and not married. <laughs> there is a thing, a thing, guys. It's not that easy to get the visa when you are not married, you are under 35, you are pretty, and uh, yeah, well, anyway, <laughs> that's just um, a little bit of my life. Today, besides our goals and besides uh, understanding that every week you need to focus on something that moves you towards meaningful goal, your meaningful goal, uh, because you know, guys, at the end of the day, at the end of your life, you want to say that your life was meaningful and not meaningful to somebody else, but meaningful to you. You achieved something that you wanted to achieve. You grew, you became more than uh, you came into this world and you achieved something, and the world cha is changed because of you in it. So that's how you should feel at the end of your life. And uh, when you feel like that, no matter, and when every day, every week, you're moved towards that life mission, that goal that is really meaningful to you, no matter when your life ends, it still would be meaningful because you did everything that you could to get closer to where you wanted to go in your life. And maybe you have not achieved your goal entirely, but you moved the progress forward for somebody else to finish your work. So set meaningful goals and every week make sure that you make some progress. It might be just a lesson you learned, another attempt that didn't work exactly, and you learn how not to do it. Uh, it might be a real progress towards your goal, but there should always be movement, progress. And as Tony Robbins, and probably if you are the people, the really successful people like to say, in life, you're either growing or dying or dying. So make sure that every week you grow a little bit more. And on that note, we will move into the world of health, fitness, and nutrition. And a lot of information this week will be dedicated to myth and different theories in weight loss, in nutrition, in diets that do not really have any scientific foundation or any kind of foundation, really. It's just, you know, kind of thing that we've always thought this way, we've always done it this way, and that's why we think it's true. And a lot of times it uh, turns out to be the complete opposite of truth. Like, for example, uh, today I was drinking my regular cup of coffee, uh, and usually what I do in the morning is I wake up, I drink my water, uh, a liter of water, then I do some kind of exercise, then I drink more water, and then I drink my coffee uh, before any food. And my mom said today, uh, when she uh, saw me drinking another cup of coffee, uh, she's like, you know, I heard that coffee on an empty stomach causes heart problems, heart disease. And, the, you know, that just remind me one more time that how, how many things people believe about health and nutrition that have, like, no foundation in science, in, in anything whatsoever. Uh, and I'm like, Mom, where where would you hear that? And she's like, oh, there was some program on TV. Uh, and uh, you know what really, like, blows my mind? Most of those, that stuff that you read on uh, regular websites, like, really, you know, pop culture, kind of like fitness and nutrition magazines, um, or on some TV programs that are designed to draw attention or to make things clickable uh, or watchable for entertainment. Most of those things have no, again, 
foundation in science. Most of those things have no studies backing them up. Most of those things are designed that way. So you watch it. So it's controversial. So it uh, draws attention of people and and yeah, most of a lot of that is like pure lies or just things that do not have any research and any guess, you know, is as good as any uneducated guesses. So uh, when it comes to coffee uh, and uh, health, any kind of health, really, the evidence is really inconclusive. But more and more studies show that coffee, when is when it is consumed in a healthy way, and yes, there is such a such a thing as healthy consumption of coffee, of coffee or your caffeine, and unhealthy. So more and more studies show that when uh, you consume fresh, good quality coffee in a smart way, then you're gonna have only health benefits because good coffee is such a huge contributor to the amount of antioxidants and uh, beneficial to your health polyphenols that actually prolong your life. And uh, coffee is mentioned in a lot of longevity books, like, like the latest that I've mentioned, the longevity uh, solution book uh, written by actually MD uh, doctors. And you know, even when the um, uh, actual fact that you might hear in the newspaper or on some website or in TV program has some studies backing it up, usually it's some mice studies. You know, like one of the facts, for example, you know, you probably might have heard something about salt and consuming too much, and too much is not a lot, but, you know, more than a teaspoon. Uh, it can contribute to high blood pressure, heart disease, the leading cause of death uh, in a, a lot of uh, Western cultures, a lot of Western um, really developed countries like US or a lot of countries in Europe and Asia also. But did you know that most of the science that make the claims about sodium or salt and heart disease and high blood pressure are based on studies made in mice. And they would do something like create this genetically modified mice that is salt sensitive. They would give that mice, and I'm not even kidding, I'm actually telling you about an actual study. They would give mice the amount of sodium that in human terms would equal to four and a half cups four and a half cups, guys, of sodium, if you consume that, then yeah, you might have some problems. If you every day you consume four and a half cups of salt, yeah, you might have problems with blood pressure then. <laughs> and that would, that's what they fed that mice, and that mice would, was also genetically modified, so it's more sensitive to salt. So, Yes, some people might experience negative effects if on daily basis they consume a lot, a lot of salt. And most of that salt will be coming from processed foods. And that processed food usually have so many other ingredients that probably affect your heart health and metabolic health and any health in much more considerable way than salt alone. Like, for example, if you eat really healthy diet, if you have good lifestyle and you consume a lot of sodium, I don't know, in your salads or maybe with your fatty fish or maybe with your kale or maybe with your sauerkraut, uh, if that's the case, guys, there is like no chance you're going to have any 
heart problems. Unless you are 1% of 1% of people who are super sensitive to sodium. And again, it's 1% of 1% of 1%. It's really tiny amount of people who are sodium sensitive specifically. And if you are that person, you probably already know that. Um, other than that, sodium causes a lot of sodium. Like, did you know that, for example, during the Second World War, soldiers were given 18 grams of salt as a daily um, allowance of salt? 18 grams. And nobody had any high blood pressure because of that. Because other than that, their diet was pretty poor in any nutrients, in any calories, and there was no processed food like we have today. They were actually given good quality rations um, compared to the processed food that we have today available. Uh, So sodium was never an issue. It is not an issue. In fact, you can die if you do not consume any sodium. You can have problems with blood pressure, uh, with heart rhythms, uh, with heart rate, you can have problems with insulin resistance. You can have problems with blood sugar. You can have problems absorbing magnesium, calcium, and zinc if you do not consume enough sodium. And by not consuming enough sodium, it means the recommended dose for for a person to get a salt is a couple of teaspoons, a couple of teaspoons. And it's just a recommended allowance. If you have much more, Eat and you have overall healthy diet. If you eat your, you know, whole food diet most of the time, if you have um, exercise routine that you do, if you're pretty active, then more sodium will not cause any problems. Like unless you're eating four and a half cups every day, but really, like who's gonna eat four and a half cups every day? Not like once in a while, but every day. You can actually die because you drink too much water. It is much more likely than of consuming that much salt. Um, That's another myth that a lot of people believe in. And, you know, one day I was at a health food store uh, and there were a couple of women doing, you know, their shopping. And I overheard the conversation and the conversation was like that, uh, was when something like that. Uh, One woman was looking at kale chips, I believe, or something like that. Uh, And she's like, or, you know, I love kale chips, but it has... uh, so much sodium and I'm trying to cut my sodium and I was thinking to myself like and then and in her cart she had some sugary snack um, some dried fruits or something I forget and I was thinking to myself girl you're avoiding the wrong crystal <laughs> salt is not the crystal the white crystal you should be avoiding you should be avoiding sugar crystals uh, And coffee, guys, do not cause any heart problems. You know, when coffee can cause problems, when you drink it too late um, in the evening, and because of that, your sleep quality is compromised. Or if you're drinking uh, six, seven, eight cups of coffee, or even two big cups of Starbucks coffee that will give you twice the the amount of caffeine that is recommended for a normal human being. Uh, Or if you drink uh, your coffee with a lot of sugar and cream and God knows what else in your coffee. Or if you're too stressed and you drink on top of that too much caffeine because caffeine uh, might uh, 
increase the amount of stress you have if you already too stressed and you don't manage your stress. But most of the time, people drink too much caffeine, uh, too close to their bedtime. Uh, people are overstressed and do not manage their stress well. And on top of that, they uh, they have overall not healthy lifestyle. They eating bunch of crap. And yeah, for those people, caffeine will probably cause uh, health problems. And a lot of times that caffeine is not even going to come from coffee, but will come from something like Coke or too much chocolate or too much caffeine in other stuff. Because caffeine does not only come from coffee, but it also comes from a lot of processed foods. Uh, and again, if you drink your coffee close to bedtime or you just drink too damn much of that coffee, yes, it's going to cause health problems. But uh, again, it's like consuming four and a half cups of salt. You know, you've got to have some common sense. If some food is good for you, it doesn't mean you got to eat buckets of it. <laughs> like, what else out there? I, I don't know. But, you know, people sometimes, they think if something is labeled healthy, it means they can eat it like unlimited amounts every day, all day long. But it's not the case. It's like, you know, with food in general, you got to have some time when you don't eat any food, healthy or not healthy. You got to have 14, 12, at least hours of fasting every day. If you eat before bed every single night, night even the healthiest food will make you unhealthy. But that's just the thing of it. You got to take into account the whole system instead of listening to the myth that coffee can cause heart disease on an empty stomach. Well, maybe most people in those studies were people who didn't have a good diet and didn't sleep well and God knows what else that study based on. So always, another takeaway from today is always, always understand and figure out where that common sense, quote-unquote common sense, wisdom comes from. What What is it based on? And a lot of times it would be based on nothing. Like today, again, on my social media, I got, I posted this um, answer to a question that I was asked about a, no no sugar, no starch diet. And I said, it's proven to be really effective for weight loss, but also uh, it and it can be really healthy, but details applies, apply. And somebody on my Twitter told me that carbs are one of those uh, essential macronutrients that your body absolutely have to need for health and uh, to first they told me about workouts and I told them that I uh, lived um, three months without any carbs working out like crazy uh, and that ne never killed me. <laughs> uh, then they told me that carbs are essential for human life something along that line, that line, because they are one of the three macronutrients to what I said, uh, factual truth, that macronutrient nutrient simply means versus micronutrient, that that nutrient has calories, and carbohydrate, protein, and fat is one of those nutrients that our body, human body, can metabolize for energy. And carbohydrates compared to essential fats, essential proteins, your body does not have essential carbohydrates. You literally can eat non-carbohydrates for a year. I'm not sure if it's optimal, but you literally can eat no carbohydrates for several years and you're going to survive and thrive and probably your health, if overall diet will be well-balanced, probably you won't even suffer at all. Like, 
uh, yeah, it might not feel as good, you know, as having your uh, vegetables and fruits and maybe some other carbohydrates, but it's not essential. And that's the difference why, for example, I... I can suggest to you to go on a low carbohydrate diet or even maybe, you know, I don't know, no carbohydrate diet. And that's not going to affect your health as much if you, as it would if you, uh, deleted from your diet all the proteins and all the fats. And the reason is, the reason is guys, because carbohydrates are proven that they are not essential to human life. Meaning, your body does not need them to survive. And the person also told me something about that carbohydrates is our primary source of energy. Guess what? It's not. The body stores kilograms and thousands of calories in fat. We're fat-storing animal. Humans are good at storing fat. Unlimited amount of fat, it seems. Carbohydrates before they become toxic to your system, you can only storage, you can only store somewhere around 16-1700 calories uh, in your liver and in your muscles. And, you know, in your muscles, it depends on how much muscle you have, of course. Uh, but liver, muscles, and they're about it. And that's going to last you for like uh, a day, you know, if you work out even less. So, yeah, we do not store carbohydrates for energy. We do, we store a lot of fat and fat can substitute carbohydrates for any activity, any time of the day, any day. And that's how human beings survived. Uh, so that's why, you know, low carbohydrate diet makes sense. Low fat when you have now no fat or low protein when you have no protein does not make sense because your body it can survive like for example i'm doing this um fasting mimicking diet for months when i eat really essentially almost non-proteins and non-fats but it is not sustainable you can do it for months maybe for a couple of months but that's it you gotta have your fats you gotta have your proteins carbohydrates not so much and more and more examples from real people show that carbohydrates are not that essential. Not for your workouts, not for your life, not for anything really. But they are there, like, for example, fiber from whole fruits and vegetables um, and other, you know, micronutrients, vitamins and minerals that we find in vegetables and fruit might be beneficial. And that's why, you know, most of the people who live to 100 and more, they usually eat their uh, whole food carbohydrates for vitamins, for minerals, for fiber, but they're not essential for life. And that is true. So another myth that some people have, and you can actually hear from dietitians about that, and they would say that that is recommended by American Diet Association. But guess what? American Diet Association, or diet, diet, whatever that association is that has to do with diets, uh, it has a lot of data that is outdated and means nothing but another belief that has no scientific uh, foundation. So be really careful to what you listen to, even when it comes to American Heart Association or uh, something like that, or uh, American Diabetes Association that manage uh, people with diabetes with a uh, moderate carbohydrate diet that really makes no sense to anyone who understands how human body works. Um, another myth, guys. Um, today is all about myth and things that you might believe that are really kind of harmful to you, to you and your progress. Um, 
So losing weight quickly will predispose, basically make it more likely, to greater weight regain relative to losing weight more slowly. Basically, the statement goes like this. If you lose weight slowly compared to losing it fast, uh, you're going to get it back fast compared to uh, keeping your weight stable. So this is a myth. And it has no scientific backing. The um, foundation of that is reaction to adverse effects of nutritionally insufficient, very low-calorie diets in 1960s. The propagation of the myth has been maintained over the past 50 years as evidenced by its inclusion in well-respected textbooks of nutrition and the recommendations of many health authorities. Uh, so again, you see, and they, it goes something like, to lose weight permanently, you must make a commitment to gradually, to gradually adopt a healthier way of life. And uh, basically, I'm reading you a study that is published in PubMed, um, you know, this website where they publish a lot of scientific papers. Uh, and this particular paper is on all the myths that have no scientific foundation. And so the reasons to support this myth about losing weight slowly, um, my, these statements apparently arise from the plausible common belief that weight gain and obesity are a simple consequence of an inappropriate diet and lack of physical activity. Um, the results of many observational studies show that in uh, in terms of association, the opposite is true. In fact, numerous studies and analysis of trials correlate greater initial weight loss with greater long-term success. Basically, if you lose weight fast, studies show that it's more likely that you're going to maintain your weight compared to people who lose weight really, really slowly. Um so if you heard from, I don't know, maybe your nutritionist, your dietitian, your uh, doctor, your personal trainer, trainer, that it is recommended to lose weight slowly uh, in order to maintain it, there is no scientific uh, foundation uh, of that. In fact, for example, I myself, I hate losing weight slowly. Like if I need to cut for a photo shoot, if I need to cut my weight for anything, I lose it as fast as possible to minimize the suffering, the most suffering to the least amount of time possible. And after that, I just make sure that I design a good program to maintain the weight that I need to maintain. And that's why no matter what diet I do, paleo, vegan, pegan, keto, uh, bodybuilding diet, I never, like once in my life, I gained a lot of weight eating a lot of processed food first time in U.S. as a student uh, when I had really little awareness of how bad food supply in U.S. was and still is. It's even worse. So at that time, I learned my lessons. And since then, I always stayed lean because any diet can work if you do it in a smart way. And when it comes to losing weight slowly uh, or fast, I prefer to have a plan, nutritionally balanced plan that allow you to lose weight the fast, as fast as possible. And then I make sure that you have 
a well-balanced plan to maintain it. And whenever you do any kind of weight loss program, you just got to understand that you need to design a lifestyle plan that will support your new weight. That when you get to your old habits, if you don't change anything, all the weight will come back with old habits. So that's one mistake about weight gain, weight maintenance, weight loss that a lot of people do. They think they lose weight and they get back to their habits and the weight magically will stay at their low point. Not going to happen. If you gained weight doing something, you're going to get it back unless you change your lifestyle for life. That being said, losing weight is not the same as maintaining weight. When you need to lose weight, you need to be more precise about your nutrition, about your meal plan, about your exercise program. When you're maintaining it, it's much, much easier, but it's still going to be different than the lifestyle that you had when you gained that weight, that led to that weight gain. So understand this. And uh, so this is it for today, guys. The main point that, to recap this episode, the main point that you want to uh, take away from that, from this episode and think about um, are, well, first of all, when you have a long-term goal, make sure that every week you have a milestone, some kind of, uh, I don't know, sign of progress or of lessons learned and of strategies that you tried that didn't work. Now you have a plan to try something else. So every week you got to have some milestone on your journey in order to, at the end of life, feel like your life meant something. Your life was meaningful. It is very important, guys. Um, The second thing is myth. And, uh, and, And... there are myths in almost every area, in business, in money-making, in relationships, in uh, and of course in nutrition and health and diets. Really be careful who you listen to. And a lot of people who you listen to, they have no experience, personal and professional experience in that area. So do not listen to people unless they have a, a personal and or professional experience that is 100% provable, or they have really good science studies or um, something else backing up their opinion. Do not take someone else's opinion also just because they are successful in one area. Just because somebody makes money, makes a lot of money, doesn't mean they know shit about relationship or their health or their fitness. Just because uh, just because somebody has one area figured out doesn't mean they have to say they have a say in other areas. Uh, so whenever you listen to something, make sure that uh, you understand where whenever you read something, whenever you watch something, make sure you understand what's the foundation of that particular opinion. And also understand that that nothing new was done by following the old dogma. So if you have a theory that is not uh, that doesn't correlate with what what a lot of people believe, it doesn't mean it's wrong. If you have a theory, try it, test it, and prove to yourself whether it's true or not. Uh, and, you know, again, if you're trying to do something new and nobody did it before or nobody did it before in that particular way, you got to go, you got to get off your ass, you got to go, you got to try it, you got to prove it, 
and that's how you know whether it's possible or whether it's completely wrong but do not trust people who say it cannot be done because it's never been done well you know guess what at some point we didn't have phone and now i'm recording my podcast that's gonna be listened to thousands of people today so you know just because something hasn't been done before means shit and also don't listen to all the myths in nutrition and fitness that are like sprouting everywhere and people will talk to you with such an authority oh you know american association heart association or diabetes association says so and so and so what obesity is growing heart disease is growing diabetes is growing so probably they're not doing good good enough job i'm just frustrating sometimes when you know some organization has a lot of weight when it comes to opinion and they and they don't even follow the latest research. They don't even backing up their own opinion by anything, really. And a lot of times they are influenced by money, by industry, by so many things. Not because of conspiracy or anything, no. They just, uh, you know, somebody gave them money to have a certain opinion and they, they took in and made certain studies that kind of support that opinion. And that's about it. Um, so... Let's stop here. <laughs> Make progress towards meaningful goals. Do not listen to myth and always check the data and make sure that the person who says anything has the data because they might be wrong, you know, no matter how much you love them, no matter uh, how much you admire them. Anyone, anyone can be wrong in this world. You, me, anyone. So, um, Make sure that you don't stop your life progress, your weight progress, your health progress because of somebody else's opinion that can be simply wrong. And that's it for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions about anything that you heard today, always feel free to reach out. Angela at Create Yourself that today. Check out my social media today, Instagram uh, and Twitter also and Facebook also. I started my new hobby. I'm learning to fly and how I'm learning to fly. You can watch that on my Instagram. Thank you for listening. I wish you a wonderful week of accomplishments. Stay healthy, stay fit, and as usual, till next time, eat better daily.